right. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Janae. Welcome to season two, episode two of Afternoons with Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. This is such an exciting day for us. It is. It's very exciting. Um, back after a month, the last time we got to talk to y'all, we talked to Dr. LeVar Pope about hip hop um, and politics. So he was dropping gems on the music side. And uh, we're back again, excited to give the listeners more stellar content. Course, and this podcast is sponsored by Afternoon Agency. And you know, as usual, our mission at Afternoon is to curate authentic stories that reflect intersectionality. The purpose of this podcast is, of course, to create conversation around topics relevant to not only our industry but also our culture. And so, we were so excited to talk to Karan Brown about mentorship because that is big within our community. Um, even with where I am right now, I'm where I am because of, you know, the mentors I had. So um, this is big and we had a great conversation with her. Super excited. We did, we did. And mentorship is like very important when you're a black woman who wants to get into the advertising industry or any industry, it's always nice to have some sort of ally um, and someone to help guide you. But before we get into our wonderful podcast with Karan Brown, let's talk the afternoon briefing. A lot has happened since we last talked to y'all a month ago. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, I honestly feel like we're living in the, you know, movie. Um, it's crazy. We really are living in a movie. This is, people are going to write about 2020, for sure. That's so crazy. I've always said that too. And you know, that's a confirmation. It's going to happen. So we can, where do you want to start from, Johnny? Let's just drop the people. Mm. Let's start start with, we have a new president-elect, Joe Biden, and a new vice president-elect, Ms. Kamala Harris. Black and Asian American, and she's gonna be the first woman to be the vice president. I'm gonna need you to run that back. Can you say that again? She's gonna be what? Yeah, so we have Kamala Harris, who's gonna be the vice president of the United States of America, January 21st, 2021. She's gonna be the first Black and Asian American woman to be vice president. That's crazy. That's huge. That is so big. We love it. And I know everybody at HBCUs are going crazy. Howard's going crazy. Her sorority sisters, they're going crazy. It's a beautiful moment for them. And the crazy thing is that we also get to partake in it just as Black women, you know? Because I'm sitting down here, and this is actually the perfect place to say this. I really think 2021 is just for us as Black women, you know? I really believe that in my heart, just seeing all of this. Yeah, I think that it's just very beautiful to see Black women in um, positions of power and and influence. and while like no candidate has been perfect before, I am very interested to see 
um, what she does, what her position, and how she trans how she transforms transform transforms her position as VP. I felt your excitement from this part of the room, but yeah, get it out. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, do you have anything else for us? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so not only did we get a new president and vice president elect, but Beyonce decided to bless us with Drip Two. Drop. She dropped Drip Two. She dropped Drip Two, and everything is beautiful. There's hella colors, and the rollout for it has just been amazing. Like, every day has been something new. She's giving us throwback workout videos. She's she's giving us excellence, as always. But the only thing about Drip 2 is that we don't know if it's real or not because it's always sold out. You know, you can tell us whether it's real or not when you get yours. How about that? Low-key. I would be to like wake up and mm. there's a package from Beyonce on my porch. That's a dream. Even if it was like a pair of socks in that box <laughs> from Beyonce, I would be happy. Like that yeah. is crazy. But so yeah. Drops. I did see some pictures and it's it looks amazing. It looks really amazing. And that has been our first afternoon briefing. Karan Brown is the SVP and Group Director of Client Services at Fullscreen, a Warner Media company. She joins us with years of entertainment industry knowledge and expertise, having worked with some of the world's biggest brands. She is now the creator and lead career strategist at her organization, The Mentor Network, which seeks to help women maximize their career satisfaction and trajectory. She truly wants all women to wake up happy. Thank you, Karan, for being here, for being our guest for this month's Afternoons with Podcast. Um, how has this week been for you? I know it's Tuesday. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for that intro. I think I'm going to have to take you around with me everywhere. <laughs> getting hype just listening to it. It's like, she's talking about me. <laughs> Low key, I'll come wherever. And the week is over. <laughs> yeah, this week has been one of growth to say the least mm -hmm. you know um it's been a very tiring week one of a lot of transition but someone reminded me late last week that typically what looks like a door closing or looks like an ending is also a beginning mm -hmm. so i'm trying to keep that perspective <laughs> i love that i love that we are in this sort of transition, we've been in this transition where we um, we met you as members of the summer 2020 MGP cohort. Um, and now we're like a full on agency and figuring out how to operate um, in that capacity. So I know for some of our members of Afternoon, um, you became sort of like a mentor to them and someone that they could talk career and life um, choices with. So in addition to taking on like some members of Afternoon Agency, you also have the Mentor Network. Can you tell us how that came to be? You know, it came about because I realized in many years, after many years of managing both men and women, mm -hmm. you know, you hear this 
you've heard this before, men are raising their hands for promotions when they're maybe 70, 80% of the way there, whereas women are self-regulating and limiting themselves, saying, maybe I need a couple more years of experience, maybe I'm not quite ready, I need to be 99.9% um, there before I even raise my hand for an opportunity. And so I was coaching and mentoring people that were in my department at work. So mm -hmm. it was something that I was naturally doing and it, you know, a natural extension. And so I said, why don't I formalize this? Mm -hmm. Because it, it was needed. I saw too many women holding themselves back. And I'm sure you all have seen the numbers as far as what women make on the dollar in comparison mm -hmm. to men. So we need to right that wrong. Yeah, it has to change. So I like when I think about mentorship, I know that um, it's definitely something that impacts the mentee, um, but sometimes it, it definitely impacts the mentor. So how has mentorship impacted your career? I'm so glad you said that because yeah. so few people realize that it is a two way street. Mm -hmm. It should mm -hmm. be an even value exchange. Yeah. And you uh, mentioned that I mentor, you know, many people coming out of the Marcus Graham project. And I wouldn't have even said it like that. I would say that when I showed up to speak that day, mm -hmm. they were giving me so much energy that uh, it was only natural that I met them where they were and showed mm -hmm. up with the same energy that they had. So it was a natural conversation. It wasn't um, mm -hmm. a checklist of me saying, oh, I'm taking on these certain people to mm -hmm. lord over them as the mentor. No, as the mentee, they were also giving me advice, also showing me the way, also providing insight on things I hadn't thought about. So it really should be an even value exchange. It should. I love the fact that you said it's a two-way street. I was losing it when you said it. I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> like my whole life and like growing up, I'll, we've always seen mentorship as a thing where, you know, one person just like, you know, learns from the other person. And it's not like, you know, um, you know, reciprocated, but, um, but yeah. So when it comes to this, have you like experienced reciprocity? Uh, like yeah. I'm just so excited, but like mentorship where you like, you know, just like learned, but also given back like a specific experience. And what did you learn from that? I feel like I'm one of those people that can tell you right now today that I'm going to be a lifelong student so I'm always looking for the lesson uh, in every experience. I believe in keeping a well-rounded, what I call board of directors, your personal board of directors at all time. And unfortunately, since my age no longer starts with the two, and most people I know's age doesn't start with the two, I need to have someone you know, in that younger age demographic on my personal board of directors. Mm -hmm. It still is so hilarious to me that something like TikTok made mainstream news earlier this summer, mm -hmm. right? And who better to go to learn about TikTok than someone who's early on in their career? That's mm -hmm. not when I'm gonna go to someone on my personal board of directors who's like 30 years in the game because they probably don't know TikTok and do not have a TikTok account. That's when I need to reach to that younger demo mm -hmm. and say, you know, what are the ins and outs of this? What is this all about? And what do you think makes up a great board of directors for someone who is looking yeah. for like some guidance in their career? It's a mix of mentors, sponsors, <laughs> and advocates, right? Okay. So your advocates, you need your cheering section. You need your cheer squad. You need to have the people that are hyping you up, 
just because, right? Mm -hmm. And you also need to be that for other people. So you need your advocates, then you need your mentors, which most people are familiar with, but then you also need your sponsors. And your sponsors oftentimes do either work in the industry or the specific organization that you work in, and you keep them apprised of your wins because you need them to speak your name in a room full of opportunities. Mm. Oftentimes you are not going to be in that meeting when it's really timely and then looking for someone to step up and do X, Y, and Z project, you need that person to know what a rock star you are and to speak mm -hmm. your name in that moment. Mm. Because oftentimes that. by the time you see something posted online, it's too late or they already mm. know who they want for the position or there are 50 other people jockeying to get their person in. So you need to make sure that you are on a couple of people's radars and that they're carrying your mission out into the world they know what it is you want to achieve and they're helping identify those opportunities. Mm, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> um, I was on your website and I saw that you talk about how before all the years of experience and big money negotiations, you used to be a career yes girl. Can you talk more about that and then tell us how you made that shift in your life um, and if any of your mentorship relationships helped you during that transition? Yes, that is a wonderful question. And I kid you not, I was just talking to somebody about this exact thing today. Her question for me was, how do I know if I'm making the right decision mm -hmm. when I'm assessing all of the different opportunities that are coming my way? Mm. And I said, based on that question, or based on the way you frame that question, I already know that you're taking a reactive approach. Mm. And you're being very passive about your success. So the moment you want to get proactive and reclaim your power, what mm. you're going to do is you're going to decide what it is you're, you want to do. You're not going to sit back and choose the best of the opportunities that were handed to you. Mm -hmm. And I especially, you know, direct this to women. And I especially direct this to women of color. Mm -hmm. Because if you are going to sit back and choose the best of what society is willing to give to you, mm. unfortunately, you may be choosing the best of the worst in some instances. Mm. So you need to be proactive, decide what it is that you wanna do, decide how you're gonna bring your purpose forth in this world, put that energy out there, let others know that that's what you're about so they can help scout for those opportunities and then it becomes really easy. You can vet whether or not something's a good uh, decision that you're making because does it align with what you said you wanted to do? Mm. That's a word. I hope I'm not preaching. <laughs> no, you definitely <laughs> are, but sometimes we need, we need to hear it, so. <laughs> this, I feel like, you know, I feel like this is a part two of like the sermon you give during, you know, the Marcus Brown project in the summer. That's a sermon. Um, but thank you for all this. And think I'm th I'm just thinking about this. And you like dropped so many gems that a lot of us didn't know about just because you know um, the cultural capital is not the same. Like when you look at what we're exposed to and what like you know everyone else is exposed to, even as like you know black people um, growing up in the United States or even black people growing up in the African diaspora, we're not really exposed to all the tools that, you know, everyone else has. Um, so when it comes to this, what do you think the importance of 
mentorship is within the Black community? You know, it help, helps to open up the aperture again of who you can even identify with. A lot of times, and I'll even own this, I went to a predominantly white university, but I came out of that university. Um, shout out to all the Georgetown Hoyas. <laughs> I came out of that university with friends that primarily looked like me. Mm -hmm. So I can't even say that I extracted all of the value that I could have gotten out of my experience because I didn't diversify the people that I made friends with or net networked with or connected with. And so I think it's extremely important to go past the, again, the only, your limitations that you're putting on yourself mm -hmm. and the guidelines and the guardrails that you're setting up, start to break those down and you'll see that the majority of people will start to do the same. Thank you. Um, I hope everyone else caught that, but yeah. <laughs> so I wanna like bring this home. I wanna just like ask about you. Um, so how are you incorporating mentorship um, into your newly appointed position at Full Screen Media, um, formally and or informally? You know, I'm that friend that you're either gonna love or you're going to hate. Because once you say you wanna do something, Mm -hmm. or you want to achieve something, or you want to be a certain way, mm -hmm. I'm just not going to allow you to brush that under the rug and forget that you said it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold you accountable, and we are going to develop some action steps. We're going to sit down and make a roadmap. We're going to do whatever we have to do to keep on pressing in that direction. Um, all of the people that work in my department, I hold them to that same standard. And it's about accountability, accountability to yourself, accountability to your teammates. I was an athlete growing up. So I never aspired to just be on the JV team. I want to play at the top level, like put me on varsity and I wanna be a starter. So mm -hmm. I surround myself with people that have that same mindset and I don't let them go on cruise control. So while that's great sometimes, I know it can be tiring at other times. <laughs> wow. What is, what, um, this is, what is your zodiac sign? Winter I'm a Virgo, of course. Okay, that's so Virgo. I was mm -hmm. like, that is so Virgo. <laughs> wow. That's so Virgo. I want to know. You know, just, you know, Beyonce might be a Virgo. Shout out to Kobe yeah. Bryant. <laughs> Michael Jackson. There were some greats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got some legends. Um, <laughs> I want to know more about, like, what does like do you have any mentors like I know you talked about board of directors like who who do you look to to hold you accountable and kind of push you um. again it it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman that's further along in her career mm -hmm. than I am or that's older than mm -hmm. I am because I try to keep a swath of all age groups and various industries it's women that I look at and I say, how in the heck did they achieve that? Because mm -hmm. anyone doing the, the quick and dirty assessment would have thought that everything was stacked against them or it was darn near impossible for them to get where they got. But at some point they said, you know, forget it. I'm going for it. And they got it. And people that have that type of moxie and that kind of drive and that kind of I'm going to win at all odds are people that I'm naturally attracted to and just want to learn more about the person that they are. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. It's like they're almost like unexpected, like mentors or mentees. Exactly. And I keep on saying women. This can mm-hmm. be women or men, but I think there's a certain special extra oomph for me when it's a woman. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Um, so how has the way that you that you mentor evolved throughout the years, even with your position change um, and the people that you meet? Has it evolved? How has it evolved? You know, it has evolved. And mm-hmm. what I do with people now is I make them go through the painstaking exercise of the seven whys. Mm-hmm. Early on, I used to subscribe to, and I also used to coach people uh, with the idea that okay, whatever it is that they say that they want to achieve, that's the end goal. And now we have to create a plan to get them to that end goal. Mm -hmm. I now realize that a lot of the things that people think are their career end goal are really just uh, the results of what will happen along the way when they're actually pursuing their real purpose. Mm. So getting people to drill down and find out, figure out what their real purpose is, what their real passion is, why they were put here and what's going to totally fulfill them and fill up their cup, that's the win. And when you work toward achieving that, you're going to win the Oscars along the way. You're going to win a Clio award along the way. You're going to win a can lion along the way because you're on the path of your best self. Mm, I love that. And so you said something about the seven, you said the seven wives. Yeah. So I make people start with where they think they want to end. Okay. And then I make them drill down seven layers deeper. Oof. And it, it is so frustrating. And it's emotionally taxing, actually, to do the exercise. But it's freeing when you mm-hmm. finally get to the bottom of you. And I think people start to fall in love with themselves. That's the first step. And you'd be surprised at how many people actually don't like themselves or don't really have a deep and meaningful relationship with themselves. But since you can't outrun you, you better learn to start liking her (laughs) because she's going to be with you forever. I know that's right. And what do you do like when you get to that point? Ooh, yeah, that sounds like. Yeah, I was not ready. That's like emotional work right there. I was not ready. (laughs) You know, when you get to that point where you do start this love affair with yourself, the energy around you starts to change. Mm -hmm. And you'll start to see others interact with you in a different way and and opportunities start to come your way that Mm -hmm. even you're shocked about. But it's because you're giving off some energy that's making others like who they are when they're in your presence. And people want more of that. Mm -hmm. I I know we've all, not that any of us wants to ever admit to this, but everyone's had that experience where you look at someone else and you say, now, how did they get that? Because in your mind, you had decided they shouldn't get it because people would rather spend time trying to figure out who does and doesn't deserve to be loved versus going after what it is they want. So stop focusing on, you know, someone else's love or their success and know that, you know what, they found a way to manifest it let me start to activate my purpose. I like that. Be inspired. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jackie, you're giving the best. Uh, 
reactions. I love it. Yeah, he's going through it. <laughs> I was not ready, but this was much needed. Um, so I just have a question. So I, <clears throat> I love journeys. I love the past, the present, the future. And we, we talked about, you know, a little bit about your past, what you're doing right now. Um, however, we haven't really talked about your future. So what have you not done now that you'd like to, you know, achieve, you know, in the future? Like, what are your goals long term? Oh, that's a big, heavy question. Um, I heard something last week, actually two weeks ago, that really stuck with me. And the person said, we need to stop overestimating the amount of control we have and stop un underestimating the amount of choice we have. Mm. Right? So, so often we want to grab on to what we say the end result should be with two hands. However, the little steps along the way, we want to feel powerless. Mm -hmm. Well, really, we need to reverse that. You need to let, let it go, right? But you have a choice every day. You're on your journey and you're writing your book as you go. The end result is going to be what it's going to be. But if you're making the decisions and taking the steps you want to take every single day, it is going to lead down a path and to a destination that will probably be 10 times better than what you could have ever conceived for yourself. So that's one thing that I've taken in in the last few weeks. But to answer your question more directly, um, I know that I want to help accelerate the uh, wealth generation for people of color in this country. Mm. So I don't wanna get really specific of what my job will be but something that funnels and feeds into that and helps to make that come to fruition would be something that feels aligned with my soul. Mm. <clears throat> I love that. that. That's just lovely. Um, <laughs> and you dropped so many gems right now. And Oh, I appreciate you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate you for, you know, um, tuning in with us, but you dropped so many gems and unfortunately all great things must come to an end. So no, how say it ain't can... so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, till you know, till part two comes about. However, <laughs> um, how can our audience reach you? Like, how can we reach you if we wanted to hear more about you? Yeah, you can reach me at Karan, that's C-A-R-R-O-N at mentor.network. So that's M-I-N-T-H-E-R, mentor as in pay her, <laughs> pay her what she's worth. So Quran at mentor.network. I love that. I love that's this. amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in with us, Quran. This, this has been amazing. This is great. Um, Thank you guys for having me. I was <laughs> Okay, we'd also like to thank our listeners for tuning in with us. Uh, you know, this has been great, but yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies, for inspiring the world with your platform. Check out our new and improved website at afternoonagency.co. Again, that's afternoonagency.co. Follow us on IG at Afternoon Agency to keep up with us and check out our agency playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, be on the lookout for new Afternoons with podcasts. Um, for season two, they'll be dropping every first of the month. 
and we will talk to y'all later bye